Hi, everyone. George Stern, CEO of Appeal Wizards, and welcome back to the Appeal Wizards podcast. I'm here with one of our awesome case managers, Monica, who's also a former Amazon employee and general Amazon Seller Central expert. Monica, thanks for coming on. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We're really excited to have you and to talk about a subject you know really well, which is drop shipping on Amazon. So start us off. Why do some Amazon sellers even like drop shipping? Well, from what I understand, it's really well known. Um, if you look it up, if you Google it, YouTube, just how to sell on Amazon, you're trying to get familiar or you want to start selling on Amazon, you're basically inundated with everything drop shipping. You know, it's the best model. You know, there's tons of YouTube videos, tons of articles. So I think right off the bat, it's the most accessible information that they can find on how to sell on Amazon. So the ease of information that they find. And then once they kind of dig into it a little bit, they see that it's very enticing. There's, you know, they don't have to touch or see the inventory themselves. They're essentially just transferring shipping information and collecting profit. So it, when you break it all down. And so profitability wise, it's, really exciting for people to see like, oh, I can really make quick and fast money with this and I don't even have to deal with any product. There's a lot of information out there on getting started with this model. So I think because of those two factors, that's definitely why sellers really like drop shipping. Yeah. I mean, how could you argue with the sound of that, right? You could be doing this from a <laughs> beach somewhere in your laptop. You're just pushing customers through. You don't have to worry about packaging anything or shipping Literally. anything. It, it sounds why? amazing. So sellers love the sound of it. People online are promoting it, but we run into some Amazon hiccups with it because Amazon does not always take kindly to drop shipping. Why is Amazon trying to crack down on it? Right. Well, when it comes to Amazon, you have to think about their mission statement, you know, what they've built their whole public image on, who they are as a company. They've given themselves the self-title of world's most customer-centric company. So Coming from that perspective, when you're looking at Walmart or eBay or Shopify, you know, these other platforms where you can have the same business model, they don't crack down in the same way because they have, you know, different focuses. And so for Amazon, when you're drop shipping, it can pose a lot of questions for buyers. Like, where is their package coming from? How do they return it if they have problems? Who do they contact if it's defective? When they get a box from Walmart, they also feel duped, like, you can Google that exact question, like my Amazon package came from Walmart, you know, and there's going to be a ton of forum posts as to, you know, why people are thinking about that. On the seller side, it's pretty clear, like they were drop shipping. But from a buyer's perspective, when they look up cat food per se, you know, they bought it on Amazon, a bulk, supposedly a big bulk bag for $19, it's going to last them all month. And it arrives in a Walmart box. They go, you know, look up the same product on Walmart and it's maybe $6. So it causes a lot of frustration on the buyer side. They feel like they've been cheated, you know, and someone else is profiting off of their lack of research. Um, and it makes it makes people feel dumb in a sense that their money was cheated from them and that they can't trust where they're getting their products on on Amazon. And that breaks their whole mission statement, you know, breaks the customer trust with Amazon. Totally. And then it pushes I, them towards Walmart. No, I, I love I love how you explain that because right, a company that 
always wants to put customers first and then you the drop shipper or the person using drop shipping are upsetting the customer and driving them to a direct competitor not going to go over well with amazon right yeah. they're, they're not going to take kindly to that you know you mentioned amazon's whole mission statement of customer centric you were a former amazon employee tell us how this plays out at amazon how you know how they ensure that they're customer obsessed as they say at all turns whenever a problem comes up or whenever we're thinking about our team or what our focus is or what our goal is on whatever project we're working on. Um, when I was an Amazon employee, the number one question management or you know, other teams we partnered with focused on is like, how is this going to improve customer experience? And that's where everything started. Everything followed from there. It wasn't like, oh, let's optimize our process, you know, because this would be faster for me. It's like, okay, maybe it will and let's talk about it. But can we think about it a step further? How is that actually going to benefit, you know, customers? Can we actually think about this in a wider net? We don't all, we don't want to be thinking about like our own optimization. We also want to be thinking about what are ways we can actually optimize this for customers. So it's in every way that we operated we always thought with this customer comes first perspective. They even have leadership principles entirely centered around that, that you're trained on when you start. Yeah. And then we see that play out from our perspective, right? I, either as the customer, I mean, we get incredible fast service of anything we want in the world at all times, but also in what they then expect of their sellers. And, and you see that yep. this culture has fully permeated through and, and exactly why, as you said, no one's going to want to have, the the uh you know the customer be sent to someone else or feeling duped because that's not good for the customer yeah. customer experience exact opposite what they want <laughs> exactly so uh tell us about a, a recent drop shipping appeal that you've worked on and how it went um two recent clients come to mind um mostly because they're the ideal drop shipping situation um, in both cases, their seller fulfilled listings were deactivated. That's typically what happens if it's your first drop shipping violation, and it was for them. Their account metrics were in green. Their whole account was in good standing. Um, they didn't have any notifications of BTR or you know valid tracking rate or order defect rate. You know the typical relevant shipment metric warnings that you'll get that can coincide with drop shipping that kind of gives Amazon a heads up like, oh, you know, they might be doing something with their shipping. Instead, their account was great, um, which is the most common type of drop shipping violation we see is there's not really a warning. What really happens is a customer complained directly to Amazon. And sometimes when you call account health, they'll tell you that directly. But in most cases, they'll just let you know, like, somebody complained or Amazon knows this is a dropshipping violation and they won't reveal their investigation methods, which is basically a comment you'll get with everything. But what happened is this buyer received an order that came in a Walmart box or a nondescript box, or they had an issue and they didn't know who to contact. So they contacted Amazon directly and complained and noted any of those factors, which basically is like, big red flag, this person's drop shipping. So they give you the notice and they'll either warn you at first or just take away your self-fed listings, depending how many warn, uh, comments they got from buyers. So what happens in that situation is we'll evaluate their account, call Amazon, see what happened. 
and then we'll come back to the seller, talk to them about their business models, um, what they can do to kind of fix it, make themselves sell a record. And once we come to kind of an agreement and basically consult them on where they're at, where they stand and what they can do in the future, we agree to what they can feasibly promise to Amazon. And then um, since it's their first violation and they're gonna commit to those preventative measures, Amazon will reinstate them. Um, and that's usually how a typical dropshipping violation goes. But for multiple dropshipping violations, um, those are a whole nother ballpark that we can get into if you'd like, but those are a doozy. Yeah, tell us quickly what makes those a doozy. Well, the reason I say that is lately in the last few months, um, Amazon has been telling us for clients to have, you know, second drop shipping violations that, oh, this is the second time this has happened. Oh, we're not giving you your seller fulfilled listings back. Like you're done. You can try FBA for a while and then maybe appeal again in the future. And so that's why I say that in the past, people could get away with, I mean, I've seen somebody with seven drop shipping violations. Somehow they didn't lose their whole account, but you know, it can be a variable and it's not really the case anymore where you could just kind of keep getting this violation, the appeal, get your, you know, your self-fulfilled listings back. Lately, they're referencing old deactivations, you know, old submissions, but you, you don't have access once they reinstate you to those. So they're referencing promises you made when you were reinstated previously and asking, why didn't you follow through with those promises? And so now they're really tough on dropshipping violations. And I think it's because they have a method they want you to follow, um, which we can get into a little bit later. Yeah. So, so what you're seeing over time as you handle lots and lots of these cases is Amazon definitely starting to crack down harder on dropshipping. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. First time violation, you know, not a big deal. Figure out a way you can make yourself sell a record, you know, really actually commit to making that change. You should be good to go. But if it happens another time, yeah, that's, that's going to be rough to come back from most likely. And you mentioned that Amazon has alternatives. It's trying to push you toward what are those? So essentially they actually came out with a blog post recently on their website. We actually did a whole deep dive on this on our website. You can check out our recent blog post about that. But essentially, they've made it possible to drop ship through FBA. And I want to know, it's not exactly drop shipping because, you know, you have to actually buy the product ahead of time and send it to a warehouse. So there's no kind of relying on the market and what's popular on the customer side and just like seeing what sells that way, you know, there's no loss of, you know, capital gains on your inventory or like stranded inventory or inventory removals that you have to do. So you actually do kind of have to manage your inventory slightly. It doesn't actually come to you, but once you send it to their warehouse, they take care of everything, you know, your seller record, there's no getting around that. You know, they take care of all your customer returns. They take care of all customer complaints and messages, you know. So, but then you also have to pay those fees. So you're losing kind of half of the whole idea and premise of drop shipping and being totally hands off, but they're giving a path forward on ways that you can do it and not get in trouble for it. Yeah, it is interesting, this post you mentioned to read it, and it's sort of Amazon acting like they're neutrally 
describing the costs and benefits of drop shipping. And really the whole thing just reads as like a push toward FBA. It's like, how do we get all sellers to see yeah. FBA as the answer fulfilled by am- fulfillment by Amazon? And, uh, and, and clearly they do want more sellers using it because it, it gives them more revenue, but it also gives them more control over the customer experience, which is in the exactly. end, as you said, what Amazon cares about even more than the revenue itself. And, um, and, and but you also noted, which is right, that FBA is not drop shipping, right? You can't uh, you can't just right. start up a business and not have to buy inventory and do the traditional drop shipping way of only selling it when you actually buying it when you actually have customers. It's you've got to get a bunch of inventory and send it over to Amazon, which is is different and harder, and not always what clients want. So, what do you uh, tell clients who want to keep drop shipping? even after they've run into problems with Amazon? Um, My initial gut reaction is find a way to eventually change that model because it's clear Amazon's working, you know, moving away from dropshipping eventually. But I know that that's not feasible at this time and many sellers are still going to dropship for as long as it's available. There's companies out there who will process your packages from wherever you're buying them in the interim and make you sell a record. That's like the whole reason you get these drop shopping violations is because primarily, you know, it arrived in a Walmart box and they don't know who to contact with when they get issues or, you know, I'm always saying Walmart because it's the most common, but you know, any sort of nondescript box, it came from some random person on eBay or these overseas suppliers, you know, or even, you know, in the state suppliers, it's the fact that it didn't come from you, the store they thought they bought from. So there are ways to get around that, get drop shipping agreements. You know, there are companies, it will cost eat into your profit margins a little bit, but it's worth it instead of having your whole account gone for months and losing all of those capital gains. For sure. Amazon's policy is very explicit on you must be seller of record. So if you can't be seller of record, this is what you were saying at the beginning, we're trying to advise shippers to or our clients, our sellers to move to a different business model that works on Amazon because they're going to crack down on it. And, we, and as you said, they're cracking down on it even harder these days, not giving people second, third, fourth chances. You basically get one. Yeah, essentially, it's what we're seeing. Yeah, Monica, thank you so much for sharing all this dropshipping knowledge with everyone. We uh, we want to encourage clients who have any dropshipping questions, dropshipping issues, reach out to us. We're happy to help you work through those. Monica and her colleagues do this every day with lots of different Amazon Seller Central clients. So let us know if, if we can help you navigate the ever-changing rules of the Amazon marketplace and stay online and selling and keep your store up and running with whichever business model you choose. We want to support you in doing that. Check us out at peelwizards.com.